When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now look who's here. It's Shidano. 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 Love boat. Love boat. What's up, Sedano? Maybe he's not here. Maybe he's not. All right. Shidano. He'll, he'll, Shidano. Figure, he'll be here. They'll figure it out at some point. Okay. Uh, you. Are you there, man? Hey, hey. Hey, hey. So uh, I actually wanted to circle back to something we, we didn't get fully can, into. Can I, can I jump in here first? Sure. Uh, it sure. Okay? Yeah, it's partly your show. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just saying. I just, I, I just want to. Um, Ireland. Did Santa Claus join the Lakers at some point? Uh, not that I know of. Oh, because I heard you talking about a naughty and nice list uh, during the crosstalk with. Oh, they're uh, keeping names. Sliwa and uh, and Travis. So that's why I'm curious if if Santa Claus was also part of the organization. Oh, yeah. Now, no, you they're... just made the list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the, let's just say they listen carefully. George, you know George. Oh, I know, but I yeah. also think that that's such... I mean, look, I live by a, a theory of don't worry about things that are out of your control. Agreed. Because it's just wasted energy. Like, So let me ask you this. if the And, and by the way, I have not passed judgment particularly on them because I want to wait to see what it looks like me first. Me too, yeah. But if Bill Oram happens to be right in uh, you know April, then what's going to happen to him because he was on a list? Nothing. Nothing. Bill okay. is allowed to write whatever he wants. The list is... Uh, I, what, why but do they keep the, the list? Is there an between, actual list? Uh, I think it's virtual. V- a virtual <laughs> list. Yeah, uh, George, the difference between Bill Orham and me is that I'm on their payroll. Oh, no, and, I and get that. When no, Ma- I, I forget when about you. Mason I'm- says something, they, they blame me. That's, uh, that's right. what I've got to be. So that's, that's why I'm going to wear But now do they my- blame you for Sedano? No. They blame, no, they, blame my own Sedano, they blame Sedano for they something. Blame good. Sedano. Yeah. Yeah. I'm my own entity now. Yes. Yeah. Good. Now, many now, years ago, Cap, you were many if, years ago though, you were getting blamed for me and Mason. Yeah, and well, pretty much anybody. Yeah, yeah, but uh, that's why I'm going to steer clear of the, of the Westbrook outfit. I'm going to. Yeah, he's not going to wear the Westbrook really? outfit because yeah. he doesn't want to piss off Westbrook. Because I'm like, just call Westbrook. A, there is a toxicity around Russ right now. Hey Bergman, call really? uh, the Lakers and see if they can get us Russell Westbrook. Oh yeah, that'll really? happen. Wait, All right, so he'll be John, on with you tomorrow, probably about one fifteen. One fifteen, Russell Westbrook <laughs> tomorrow. Wait, so, Thank so, you. So John Ireland, if you're not going to wear the Westbrook outfit and you've already gotten it, I haven't gotten it, but it's in my uh, it's queue. Okay, it's so, in my Amazon queue. Okay, so do you want now, me to send it to you? No, no, because because okay. I've already told George yesterday, I'm planning on blowing mines with my own outfit. Okay, okay. but my question, are you saying anything about it or is it top secret? Well, it's top secret, but I am just going to say right now that when I show up to walk the red carpet, <laughs> it's going to be a mind blow. And by yeah. the way, there okay. will be a costume change along the way. No way, you're going to have a costume change like in it. the middle of the show. Hey. Correct. Why not? Yeah. I'm telling you, the Mandy Awards, if you are lucky enough to have tickets for the Mandy Awards, it is really going to be the biggest night Social event had. of the season. It really yeah, no is. Doubt. It is no it doubt. is the event. And you can still vote, by the way. Show of the Year Mason in Ireland, host of the Year Mason, most knowledgeable host, John Ireland, producer of the year, Greg Bergman, uh, associate producer of the year, 
Yeah, Jorge, none Briones. of those none of those things are going to happen. No, the more you the more you hey politics, guys, the less politics, likely politics. you think. Yeah, exactly. We, you can vote at seven ten awards.net. I I think our show is going to run the table. I'm going to okay. be honest. I think okay. we're all going to win. But John, just back to you for a moment here. Yes, sir. Um, so do you have to start from the beginning now because you had this concept? No, no, this I have a very strong backup outfit. You do? Yes, that you'll like. Is that something also that's in queue? Uh, yeah, I've got it's it. It's something he owns. Yeah, I own it. It's a mobster suit. It's a mob suit. suit. This is in Q2. Mob suit. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. What's well, Prince's birthday? I know it's Prince's birthday, but... Oh. He looked random. at me and he said, hey, say this is in Q2, and I said this is in Q2. That song's stuck in my head now. Sedano. All right, I have, I have something... But a couple of corrections. Mm. Uh, Purple Rain was re-released according to number four world rank George Sedano. Uh, apparently a George Sedano parody account. Uh, nope. Purple Rain was re-released. Its number is now 25 million. Oh. Uh, and there's one other thing. Graffiti Bridge came after Under the Cherry Moon. Uh, and he says Under the Cherry Moon is wildly underrated. It's really funny. So I was wrong on a couple of things there. Okay. So okay. everybody here, uh, is familiar with Seinfeld, right? Mm-hmm. I am familiar okay. with Seinfeld. Yes. The website, The Big Lead, did kind of an extended project where they ranked Every character to ever appear on Seinfeld ranked them one to 64. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. Now, you can debate which order you want to put the big four in. Um, <laughs> they did Jerry four, Kramer three, Elaine two, George one. George is the most important guy in the show. Well, most, most memorable character. In, and I would put Elaine one. You would put Elaine one. And George two. No. Kramer three, Jerry four. Which it's not a lie. If you believe it. There you go. Yeah. George is going to get upset. Yep. Now, would you guys put George one? George is getting upset. I would put George one. Okay. Yeah. I think he has the most memorable lines for sure. And, and Elaine is number two. I especially love when she pushes people. Yeah. Elaine to Al- me. Elaine and the push I love. Mace, you know, I, I used to play basketball with a guy named Peter Melman, who yeah, was I, one of the EPs. He's, he's been, been a your... guest on my podcast. Okay. Yeah. And by the way, Melman has been around so long. He used to work for Howard Cosell. Yeah, he's a fantastic guy. And uh, so he's got great stories. But Melman was one of the producers on Saturday Night He used to say, the shows that worked always had good Elaine. Hmm. He said that was the key thing. But here's my here's my point of contention. Hmm. Um, there's two there's two people here who I fear I feel are ridiculously uh, ranked improperly. Mm-hmm. The first one is Jackie Childs, mm-hmm. played by Greg Morris. Um, oh yeah, ranked number twenty. How is he not in the now, top Jackie ten? Jackie Childs, for those who don't remember, if I recall correctly, was the guy that got Kramer involved with the Marlboro ad. He, I, no, and he also defended him in the Starbucks. Right, he was kind of yeah, like the case. Johnny Cochran kind of role. He was based yeah. on, right. on Jackie Cochran. But they've got him ranked 20th. I mean, but Banya's ranked ahead of him. Uh, Bob Babu Bot, who was just... Keith Hernandez is ranked ahead of Where him. Where is uh, the Cranston character, Jerry the Dentist? Very. Uh, Tim Watley was very highly rated. Tim Watley came in at number seven. Well, it's partly because of the baby he, label maker. Well, you know, he he told me this. He said uh, one of the uh, production guys told him it would be really funny when Jerry was in the chair if he took some of the gas before he put the mask on Jerry. Right. And uh, I think that's like the signature moment for Tim Watley is when he <laughs> and then right. puts the mask on Jerry. The other guy ranked way too low at number nine. David Putty. Putty to me Putty Putty to me is a top 
five character. I would put him He's right great. after the big four. Tim Warburton, very, they very funny. They have Newman number five. Well, Hello. Newman. Hello, it's got to be Newman. No, okay, Newman let me, let me, but I, I would put, no, I would put Putty at five. No way. Newman Putty. at six. Newman was on Putty. all the time. Putty wasn't on that much. Yeah, I mean, wait a second. What about Peterman? Uh, oh, okay. That Jay is a very, Peterman. Jerry, Jay, Jay Peterman ranked number 10 right behind Pretty Putty. Good. Um, Estelle Costanza, George's mom, number eight. Um, then it's Uncle Leo, 11. Morty Seinfeld, number 12. Soup Nazi, 13. Oh, Soup Nazi's underrated. Bob Sacamano, 14, ranked way too high. Sue Ellen Mischke, the brawless candy bar heiress, number 15. Keith Hernandez, 16. Babu Bot, 17. Helen Seinfeld, Jerry's mom, number 18. I okay. thought that was a gift. Kenny Banyan, 19, and Jackie Childs, 20. Wow. But uh, I Where, think, Where's Dolores? Uh Oh, that's a good question. Who is Dolores? Dolores, Dolores is the number, one whose name number thirty-one. With... Number thirty-one, right in between Bob Cobb, who was the maestro. Remember the maestro, mm-hmm. and Lloyd Braun. Who's that? Who, oh, Lloyd Braun was the guy who gives Jerry a dog to watch, and he won't come back and pick up his dog. And it, it, very funny though. But Mister Pitt is ranked too low. Mister Pitt, number thirty-four. He should have mm-hmm. been in the top twenty. Mr. Pitt was a great character. You know, if you're doing stuff like this, you you definitely have got a ton of time on your hands, right? Well, I guess somebody at the big lead had a ton of time on their hands. Well, I'm just looking up this uh, just looking up this list. <laughs> somebody had a lot of time on their hands on May 14th, 2019. Oh, this was this was just today. Big oh, really? lead put it in. Yeah. Oh, because I'm looking at it right here. The big lead. May 14th, 2019, by Kyle Coaster. Yeah, they, this one was... Oh, yeah, so maybe you just re, repurposed it. Can you imagine, though, that a show has been off the air for... How long do you guys think it's been? It's been 20 years, at least? Uh, 15, I think it, at least, Yeah, right? I think it ended, well, it, it ended at the end of the 90s. So, okay. yeah, at least 20 years. Okay, so 20 years the show's not been on the air, and we're still talking about this show. You still use the... the bow, 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 you know, yep. we, we still talk... We still reference this show. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's going to be one of those things that runs and reruns forever. You know, you can still watch reruns of I Love Lucy now. Yeah, my mother and father have been visiting me. They go back tonight, finally, to Boca del Vista. Phase finally, four. I've to been, Boca del Vista. Has, We're going to be at the pool. We're going right. to be at the shuffleboard has, court. Has yeah. there been conflict? You said they finally go back. No, not You're just conflict. tired of it? No, 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 no. I, I just feel like I'm holding them hostage at this point. You're holding you know? them hostage or right. they're holding you hostage? No, 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 no. Like, put it this way. My housekeeper came today. She yep. changed the sheets on my bed. I can nice. get into my bed tonight. Nice. But I feel like I'm holding my parents here where, where they want to go home. My father wants to play pickleball. My mother wants to be a yenta with everybody at the pool. You know, so, like, I feel like I'm holding them back is what I'm saying. Do they live in one of those 55-plus uh, communities? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This, yeah. When I say Boca Del Vista Phase 4, I'm not joking. Oh, it is Boca Del Vista Phase 4. Yeah, yeah. it's like out at uh, out in Palm Springs. My, uh, my mom lived for a long time at... Uh, uh, what was that place? Del Webb, uh, one of those places. Del, <laughs> Del Webb. Webb. Del Webb, 55 plus communities. I don't know if I, I'm not cut out for a 55 plus community. I don't want to be around. Oh, I'd like to move in one to one today. Really? I don't want to be around all <laughs> old people. Yeah, I, I, I can't wait. I, I want to be around that. young. I want a mix of Cap, people. I don't want to move in. I'll meet people. you at the golf course every morning, shuffleboard court after the show, oh, yeah. uh, barbecue. We're all by pool. It's, well, it'd be unbelievable. It's so funny you say that, Mace, because my parents would be like, you know, we had a very young new man move into our neighborhood. And I'd say, well, who? Well, and they tell me the guy's name. 
I'm like, well, how old is he? And he he's 56. I'm like, why would a guy 56 years old be moving into this community with a bunch of Alta Conkers? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that'd yeah. be me. Yeah. Right. Now, I, I wouldn't uh, sit down. Are you cut out for a 55-plus community? No, absolutely not. I want regular people. I don't want all old people. Uh, the Well, it depends. What do you mean it depends? You're kind of old. Plus. No, I know, but I want to be around younger people. Well, you that in, keeps you young. Yeah, you live in Venice. You like, kind of are. Like my mom, she goes to school every day, and she works at the school. Can you believe that? She uh, turns 80 years old on June the 13th. School's over now. But she goes to the school every day. Good for her. And she answers the phones, and she checks kids in and all that stuff, and she's still doing that after. And she says that's what keeps her young. And I think that's as soon as you quit doing stuff, you're done. Yep, I agree with that. I do. I as do. long as your dad keeps playing pickleball. That's it. Pickle You're in good shape. Champion. Have you played pickleball? I have. I don't. It's play all it like regularly. the big rage now. I know everybody loves pickleball. Everybody's playing pickleball. My father's a real champion too. You know, is I mean, he? If, they have tournaments oh, yeah. and stuff at Boca oh, yeah, Del Vista, yeah. right? If the if you are playing in the seventy four year old <laughs> division, you know, right? My father will kick your ass for real. Uh, the you know we Mason and I didn't bring this up at all today, but it was it was like heavily talked about this morning. Have you guys been following these guys doing these press conferences at the Live Golf Tour? Oh, yeah. I'm following. Yeah, we is did it La- Live or LIV? Something like that. Okay. Is it like LIV, like PGA? I don't know. So it's basically the story is these guys were offered so much money yep. that they couldn't say no. I know. Um, George, you, you mentioned you did it on Around the Horn. Do you yep. think there's a hangover effect? Or once this thing gets going and these guys start playing, and, and by the way, the guy who finishes last – Gets a hundred and twenty grand. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are there are no cuts. The, the, I mean, they the U.S. John, John there's they only play three rounds. They play fifty four holes rather than seventy two. Right, hence LIV. Right. So George, right now they're getting hammered for political reasons. Do you think all that goes away once they start golfing? Well, no. Um, is the short answer. What I would say to you is this: even beyond the political stuff, which look, it, it's a very we're all kind of inter woven into stuff right um every fortune 500 company basically does business with china or the saudis or whatever for the most part right um however i think as an individual um at at least in entities can make the case of well if if it really gets bad we could put economic pressure similar to what you're seeing with russia right right Right. but with an individual um i think it's 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 looked at differently i think phil mickelson in particular and cappy's talked about this a lot He's I, I think he's using sort of the shield of the fact that he's a gambler uh, and owes people a ton of money as the reason to why he's doing this, which I get it. He's in his 50s now. He's not going to make that kind of money on the tour. But like someone like Dustin Johnson, for example, right? Dustin Johnson got offered one hundred and twenty five million up front and he's sitting there saying, well, now I never have to play golf ever again. I'm like, bro, you just made $40 million on the tour last year. Right. right. Between all the money you made and endorsements and all that stuff. Like, it's not like you didn't make money. Like, so my thing is this. Put the politics aside for a second. And let me ask you this very, these very questions. There's two questions. Yeah. One, what is it that the LIV is doing that's actually going to make golf better? And number two, um, would you trade credibility slash legacy? Because you're playing with a bunch of has-beens and never will-bees. Yep. Um, for uh, your legacy? Will you, will you trade that credibility and legacy for finances? Yeah, and by the way, it is, you're right. I think the difference is it's personal profit. Personally profit. And, and I was like, t- good for Tiger Woods. He turned down 
according to somebody here, turned a down close billion. to a billion dollars. A billion by, by the way, he didn't want to he didn't want to ruin his uh, his legacy and his reputation. Think about this: had Tiger Woods, and keep in mind he's broken down and announced today he's not playing sure. in the U.S. Open. Had Tiger Woods said yes, the PGA Tour would have had to rescind every restriction that they've thrown at these guys. That's right. Because Tiger is the ultimate game changer. They mm-hmm. wouldn't if Tiger wanted to come back and play at the Memorial which was last weekend, which is Jack Nicholas' tournament, there is no way, guys, that they could have told him no. Right. He's that important. So mm-hmm. they knew a billion dollars actually would have been worth it to if, if they could have convinced Tiger to do it because he would have been the absolute game changer. But, George, I, to answer your two questions, I, I think that if you look at the guys who are going for this, most of them are older, most of them are not American, um, most of them look at this as... Basically, would you do a, if you're a musician? Would you do a concert in Saudi Arabia? And a lot would, of people don't. A lot of people, right? But, but, but wait a second, just so you guys know, I mean, like a lot of these events. I think there's a total of eight events on their tour. Five of them, I think, are on U.S. Oil. Right, five yeah. of seven them are here of the, in America. Seven of the eight are outside of Saudi Arabia. But I mean, Arabia. ultimately, uh, you know, I, I just I'm a big believer that you got to be able to look at yourself in the mirror in the morning. I could not look well, at myself in the mirror the same way if I was taking money from the Saudis. I mean, look to your point, Mason. Um, I generally go by the way, and Cappy and I talked about this before too. I generally don't make decisions solely based on money yep. and, um, you know, and maybe to my detriment. Um, but to Mason's point, I try to do what I think from a business perspective that I think is something that I, uh, stand behind or I can, you know, not justify. Cause if I need to justify it, then I've already got problems. I feel like, right. But, but something I feel good about is what I would say. I would sell out in a heartbeat. If, if you offered oh, me you $200 million, sure. dollars, Cap, you and I would be on that tour, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, John, think be. about it. $200 million for yeah. Phil Nicholson, I'm with Tiger Woods. million for, for Dustin Johnson. I'm with Tiger Woods. You know, I mean, you're playing for $25 million every Blood week. money. The amount of money that you're going to make playing golf, and by the way, you're playing a lot less golf. So I'm making a ton more for doing a ton less. It's an easy business decision. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a bunch of uh, has-beens that are going there. Cap, you literally can't go one second without someone saying something to you on Twitter without responding. Are you serious? <laughs> you, yeah, I'm serious. You would really just take the money and go. Well, yeah, I mean, listen, Phil Mickelson did it, Dustin Johnson did it, Sergio Garcia did it, and so these guys have to live with themselves. If if I were on the, the PGA Tour and I don't get paid an appearance fee to go play and I have to earn this money, and if I win this tournament, I won $3 million and you know some endorsements, great, but they are already assuring me I got $125 million in my bank account and I'm playing every week against fewer players and I play a lot less golf. Right, but um, if you're competitive, yeah, who wants decision. to do that? Like, who wants to play against a bunch of has-beens? Guys who are trying to set up, and by the way, and never play for, with the real guys forever. again. Well, no, they get to play in all the majors. Well, the majors, well, not necessarily. It. The U.S. Open has said yes, but not. not we but, don't know about all the other ones. And they can't I would imagine the, the PGA is a no. The mm. Ryder Cup is probably a no. Well, the no, Ryder, Ryder Cup is a, definitely Ryder no. Cup is a definite no. The PGA is the one tournament that will be interesting. The Masters is private. Those guys yeah. are all and the guys have exemptions. Yeah, and British Open is not even run by the PGA, so it's just the PGA Tour, uh, PGA Championship that will be interesting. Yeah. yeah. All right, boys, have a good show. Mace, run to your car. I got to run to my car right now because I got to listen to Shidano and Cappy. We're back tomorrow at one seven ten ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. 
Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on. Uh. Bum, ba da ding Bing, ba da doop do da da ding ba da bop da bum ba da bop do da da bop Bing, ba da bing ba da you know what today is, Cappy? Yeah. Tell me, tell me, tell me what is today. Today is the Sedano flu game. Today's your flu game? Yeah. I um, I have had a terrible sinus infection for a few days, and uh, it's only gotten worse. And I've never had this happen before. So maybe if there's a doctor or nurse listening, they can help us a little bit here. So generally speaking, I suffer from sinus infections because when the weather gets really dry, that's generally when it happens. June is usually around that time. So... Um, no surprise that I got one, but the difference here is that I've never had one where, and I don't have COVID cause I've tested negative six straight days. Um, at least not COVID again, cause I just had it in April, but the, um, the pain that I have, the pressure that Where's I have is not, is not no, normally it's between the eyeballs, right? Mm-hmm. Like in the forehead, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, not the case where basically from my temples all the way around the back of my head. Oh no. So anytime I lean over. I lean left, I lean right. I can feel the pressure of my sinuses kind of shifting around in my head. It is as bad a head cold as I've ever had. So bad that when I went to, I got to be careful, um, only because the more, when I get really loud, it, it hurts, um, <laughs> which is going to be a challenge for me. So um, when I was doing around, around the horn today, yeah. I was like, I didn't want to leave them in a lurch because clearly they need four panelists. Um, so I was like, you know what? I'll just tough it through, whatever. During one of the breaks, I almost threw up. I came so close to throwing up that I, I said to the producer down the line, I said, can you just zap me early? Um, that way, we were done with the first seven. Can you just zap me early? And Tony was like, absolutely. We'll just, well, that way you can just relax and you don't even have to say another word, you know? Um, so spoiler alert, sometimes that happens on the show. <laughs> um, so, I saw you on Around the Horn today, just by the way, and didn't really notice... Based on looking at you, I wasn't like, geez, George doesn't look good. Doesn't look like himself. I had no idea. In fact, at one point, I looked up, and I didn't have the volume on. I was like, is George up there talking about the Colorado Avalanche like a freaking hockey boss? Were you yeah. talking hockey today on Around I the was, Horn? I was talking hockey, yeah. How much research do you have to do to have that conversation? Um, 15 minutes. Okay, not bad. I just can enough. get through, I can get through 90 seconds of hockey talk if you give me 15 to 20 minutes. Yeah, give me 15 minutes. I'll learn the coach's name. I'll find out like the top three leading scorers or assist guys. Well, I'll you don't even need that so game. much. So you no? don't need that. You want you me need? to give you like? Go ahead, team me up like you're Tony Reale. All right, all right. George do we have? Do we, we don't have like around the horn music, do we? Right, maybe it's on like YouTube somewhere. Do we have that somewhere? Should we get it? Uh, let me see. Okay. Let, me, let me see if that's right. out there because I feel like we could have some fun with this. Okay. Um, I just don't want you to have a bad headache, you know. No, it doesn't seem like there's like the music is around is available just by itself. But anyway, okay, so, maybe I'll have Aaron and those guys send it to us just for the gag. But anyway, now some other time. So, so if anyway, I go to George Sedano and I say, hey, um, you know, Colorado Avalanche, who are they playing? Do you know the Edmonton Oilers? Okay, Colorado versus Edmonton in the NHL's Western Conference Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah. Sedano, who do you got? 
Well, uh, here's what I got, Scott. I mean, the Colorado Avalanche already won, so I don't need to have anyone oh, anymore. Might be, might be. Um, mm-hmm. So there's that. Oh. But the Colorado Avalanche swept. And here's the thing. The, the Colorado Avalanche are like a snowball that's just coming down the hill. Okay? And, and that see, that's a funny line. See, that gets Tony good. to smile. Bink, bink, bink. Yeah, points. that gets Tony to smile. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he, uh, you know, and then I say something like, you know, and this snowball's been coming for a long time. Because if you look at it, they are – the only the seventh team in NHL history to go from a 300 winning percentage to a, an opportunity in the Stanley Cup Finals. And here's the other thing: there's only been four teams to do it in the last 80 years, and two times it's been done by this team, the Avalanche. So there you go. So I, I I'm excited for the Avalanche. They're already dealing with injuries with Kadri. Um, you know, can they face whoever they face in the next round? Is going to be all, a lot different. They're they're going to face much better goaltending. But by the way, shout out to the Edmonton Oilers who did a fantastic job this season despite getting swept. Uh, no question about it, a, a really good, strong season for them. Although they probably will lament the fact that Connor McDavid and Dreisaitl both had over 30 points in the playoffs alone and weren't able to get to the Stanley Cup. There's only been one team in the history of the sport that's had two guys with 30 points or more in the playoffs uh, that didn't get to the Stanley Cup, and that's the 1983 Boston Bruins. So, uh, nonetheless, really fun series, despite it being a sweep. It was like a video game to watch every night. Let me tell you something. If I was watching that on television and I heard you just go through that entire thing, I'd be like, this guy doesn't know jack squat about hockey. You're, such, you're so full of crap. No, seriously. That, yep. that is, like, ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I mean, what'd you do? Read that from a press release? Come on, man. No. Sounds kind of like you when you were trying to talk about hockey to that guy that asked you about it in the bar. Yeah, well, that's right. Exactly. A guy came up to me. He goes, so, what do you think about the Kings? What do you think? And I literally had to stop in my, my tracks, George, and I was like, the Kings? The Sacramento Kings? They're not even in the playoffs. What's this guy talking about? And then I realized, oh, wait a second. He's talking about the L.A. Kings. At which point, George, not on national television, not with a massive headache, I had to think on my feet right there on the spot. Oh, the Kings. Yeah, they got a really good shot. I mean, listen, remember game one, they won big. Game two, they got blown out. Game three, they got a chance. They're right there. They're in the middle of this whole thing. So that was my way of trying to act like I could talk some hockey. I right, didn't but come up I with gave all this you, impressive I gave statistics. you historical analysis on yeah. the Colorado Avalanche. Right. Just tells I, me you don't know anything about the game. I gave you um, the fact that that the, the top two line scorers on Edmonton, despite getting swept, had over thirty points in the in the postseason. I heard that, I and they're, they're only the second duo to do that. I heard that, that didn't too. make it to the Stanley Cup. That's a those are great nuggets there. Those are when when someone doesn't know hockey, those are the things you can tell people at the bar, and people are like, "Wow, that's really impressive." That's right. That's why what I'm saying to you is is that as impressive as it was to regurgitate the information that you took in. That tells me this guy don't know hockey. By the okay, way, well, I don't know hockey either. Been? I don't I know anything. I don't, oh, no, I would have done the same thing you did. I would have just faked it. I would have just faked it. But you see, my strategy is a little different. I learned the leading scorer. I learned the head coach's name. But I just name. gave you two leading scorers. I understand. I learned the yeah. goalkeeper's name. I say yeah. things like, he's going to stand on his head. Like, when right. I say that the yeah. goalkeeper's going to stand on his head, hockey yeah. people are like, see that guy right there? He knows hockey terminology. No, that, I think quite to the contrary. You don't think so? a hockey so? person... Um, listens to you, they, they're going to know that's the only thing you know. Well, what if I say two-line pass? You ever, you ever hear about a two-line pass? I'm familiar with a two-line pass. How about pass, icing? Yes. You know about icing? Yes, I'm familiar You know about a five-minute well. major for fighting? You familiar with this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, Those so these are, are the things I things. use. These yeah. are the things I use yeah. to try and convince people I know about hockey. Okay, well, anyway, um, yeah. I almost threw up during the show. So okay. anyhow, and, <laughs> and then I was texting with Lindsay about maybe not doing this show because mm-hmm. I don't feel well. Um, and by the time I got off the A block, it was already noon and my doctor's office goes to lunch. 
So there was no way I was going to get somebody there in time. So I just said, you know what? I'm going to tough it out today. You are tough. I tried. I you tried. are tough. No, man. you did. Who'd you try and get to replace Sedano on short notice? I mean, everybody. I asked everyone, yeah. It's Clinton. Okay, so you I start asked... with Clinton, right? Yeah. Clinton's a first liner, right? Yeah. What happened with Clinton? Clinton Yates. He's unavailable. Okay, and then you go to Beto Duran, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And what's Beto's story? Uh, he's hosting a press conference at Staples Center at 6 o'clock. Okay, yeah. and then you, you probably go to DeMarco after that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. What's and DeMarco's story? He said he was tied up from 3 p.m. 3 p.m. until later with a prior commitment. Oh, there wow. Okay, and then so so once we get past the third teamers. Then at that point, Sedano was like, I'll just tough it out. Wow. Yeah. See, this is the flu game for you. Right. Well, you that know what happened in that flu game. That means it'll be the best show ever. Right. The, in the flu game, you know, George, I mean, Michael Jordan brought tears to my eyes. He did? Yeah. I mean, what an inspiring performance to go out there sick as a dog like that and play like that and come up with clutch shots like that. So we have high expectations for your performance today. I mean, he scored 38-7-5, and five, I believe, with a couple steals. So. Okay. So how are you going to do that today? Um, I mean, I could also make you cry. I feel like that part is fairly easy, too, to be honest well, with you. Well, so. I mean, I am an emotional guy as of late. You yeah. know, I mean, I, I went through a high school graduation on Friday of last week, and then it just, like, all hit me. You know, it was like a ton of bricks. Like, wow. Don't you notice that, that does happen more often as you get older, I feel No like. doubt. Yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah. Third Did kid you cry? graduates high school. I was like, I had one of those whimpers, like, where my sunglasses are on, and I don't want anybody to see me, but I'm like... <laughs> Like, you know, like where you're just kind of holding. Well, why don't you want anybody to see you? That's ah. nice that your kid is graduating high school and you want to cry. Yeah, I didn't want to really cry, though. Like, I didn't want to get, like, overly emotional about the whole thing. I just wanted to be happy about it. But uh, but then my daughter, she was hysterical crying and all of her friends were hugging it out. And then she yeah. saw me and then she came over to me and then she started hugging it out with me. And then, like, everybody was around, my kids, my parents, everybody was like, oh, yeah. you know. So it was close. I was very, very close. I cried tears of joy when I graduated. <laughs> I could not get out of there fast enough. Yeah. I'll tell you what, the principal was crying uh, tears of joys for this class, too. This was a weird thing. I didn't realize I never put two and two together, but I went to two different high school graduations last week, and all these kids talked about the same thing. We got our freshman year, we got our senior year, but our sophomore year and our junior year, we were pretty much sitting at home. That's why we all went so out of our minds in our senior year. These principals were like, get this class out of here. 2022, get on with it. Right. So. Well. That's nice, though, Cappy, that you showed a little emotion for your kid. Yeah. Well, I can't help it, man. I'm an emotional guy. It'll get right. worse as you get older. Like like Sedano said, my dad cries every time he sees us. Really? Yes. Every time he leaves us, he cries. Literally. Oh, yeah. yeah I hey, so that. I, I want to talk more about this thing that Ireland was talking about, this list the Lakers have. Like, I, I, This is kind of funny to me in a lot of ways. I want to get into that. I mean, whatever. I, you know, I, I feel like if you don't, you're not getting into some good trouble, you know, you're not doing it right. So let, let's talk about that on the other side because I feel like, man, there's so many things to be worried about than to be worried about what someone in the media says. Like, but let, let's discuss a little bit. Let's do that next. We're back in two minutes. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, 
legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Cappy, you like this or no? I'm trying to remember... Um, it easier. Why, Why does, does it hurt so You know this cap. I got my the mind. Yeah, no, I just need I just need a refresher course, that's all. Is it love? Why does it feel so bad? Why does it feel so sad? Yeah, I just need a refresher course, that's all. Come on, man. New edition, yo. Mm-hmm. Huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for that. No, yeah, I just had to feel oh it. God. Just had to feel it's it. So funny. Haven't 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 heard that song in a really long time. Don't make time. me laugh too much. It hurts when I laugh. <laughs> Poor guy. Poor it's guy. On that rotation. Uh, it's a great song. I love New Edition. Um, I love uh, obviously Bobby Brown, Belle Biv DeVoe, um, Johnny Gill, Ralph Tresvant. Although Johnny Gill technically was not part of New Edition, if I recall correctly. Um, but yeah, all of them fantastic. Just fantastic. Hey, did you guys see the uh, Bobby Brown documentary yet that just came out? No, I didn't. I've been meaning to, but I haven't gotten around to it yet. Where's it on? What's it on? Uh, I think it's on, yeah, it's either on Hulu or A&E. I haven't watched it yet because I've been, I had to rearrange my whole room and build furniture and stuff, but it's on my list. It's the next thing I'm going to watch. You heard that uh, Lindsay got a a makeover of her closet, George. Did you hear about this? No, I did not. You know, I inspired her two weeks ago. When I had a woman come to my house and completely rearrange my garage, now I can park a car in the garage. Now I've got my weights and my Peloton all in the garage. Like, it was a life-changing moment. I shared this information with Lindsay Baseball, and she then decided to go hire somebody to come clean out her stuff. What happened, Lindsay? Well, it was also a life-changing moment because I, you know, I got to a point where I was just throwing away pretty much everything. I had to, my roommate had to sit down with me and do like the Marie Kondo thing, which I've never seen it, but she'd be like, does this thing bring you joy anymore? Because <laughs> I didn't want to throw certain things away, like, you know, shoes and clothes and stuff. I probably got rid of at least like, I don't know, 30 pounds of clothes, 40 pounds of clothes. Nice. Not even nice. counting all the shoes. And Doesn't I just, it feel you know, better to purge? Doesn't it feel uh, good? It does. It hurt a little at first, but now I'm so relieved because I can actually walk around in my walk-in closet for once instead of just like shuffling through yep i understand i know i'm telling you my whole garage it's a different world it really is george go back to where you were though you mm-hmm. were saying that earlier today mm-hmm. in in the super crossover the super cross with sliwa and travis and ireland and uh mason yeah and that that ireland explained because i didn't hear this what I've gotten from you is... I mean, if ireland... Lindsay and laura want to find it it was very early in the crosstalk um john was telling the story as to why he's not going to wear the Russell Westbrook outfit. And I listen, I totally understand that. Like, I'm not, I have no issues with what John Ireland is doing, covering his ass in that situation. Zero. Like, no issues. So that's not my thing. But can, I we, just, just found, but can we just have, like, a break there for one second, which is yeah. this? Hey, look, we all saw what Russell Westbrook wore to the Met Gala. None mm-hmm. of us even know what the Met Gala is, but because the pictures go viral, we all see the outfit. Everybody looks at the outfit and goes, that's dope AF. I would like to recreate that outfit and wear it to the Mandy's and to be so fearful that a player would get upset and think that you're mocking him. Have you ever worked for a team? I've never worked for a team. Okay, then you don't understand. No, no, no. But I, but I, I do feel like 
Like that's really unfortunate, right? Like I, I, a player could be so sensitive. I'm a forty nine million dollar a year player. He's a little broadcaster. He thought my outfit was cool. He's recreating it for this award show. I'm so offended. I'm going to tell the team I don't like it, and because I'm only going to be on this team for one more year, and they want to keep me happy, they're going to fire the 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 play by play guy because me, the player, didn't like that he was wearing the same outfit. Come on, really, really? I, I think if it were anybody but. Russell Westbrook, I don't think that it would be that big of a deal, but he's clearly very sensitive. And I don't think, I think he just doesn't want it to get back to him right. and have somebody from the Lakers be like, oh man, he he was making fun of him. Like, he just, just doesn't want to take it out of context, I'm sure. Mm. Well, Yeah, and again, this is the difference between you and everyone else, is that you are the guy who wants to do things and be like, yeah, I'm going to do it. Yeah, here we go, Cowabunga, I'm going to jump in. Jump I off the never bridge. Never say Calabunga ever. Just so you yeah. know, never say that. You probably you did in, in San Diego at some point. Never one time um, but, have I ever used the word Calabunga. But you, you're the guy that jumps off the bridge, and then like if you get, but we're like, yo, Cappy, you probably shouldn't jump off this bridge. Some rocks there. You might like bust your leg or something. You know, like it's a little close. Um, no, no, no. I got this. I got this. Yeah. Oh man, I hurt my leg. You know what ah. I mean? Like. So it, it, that's kind of like you. And what John's doing is like, no, you're right. Those rocks are a little close to the bridge. I'm not going to jump. You have you have built a great analogy, George, that John Ireland does not want to deal with the potential damage that could be done. Like, it looks fun jumping off the bridge. And the, the five seconds that you're in the air is exhilarating. Okay. But when it's over, you know, it's, it's just kind of over. And so do I really want to take that risk? And so I feel I actually kind of feel bad for John that he had this really creative idea for the Mandy's and is so worried that a player could be so sensitive that he could potentially lose his job because the player who, by the way, not well liked by the fan base, not appreciated at all by the organization based on the season he had a year ago and. 99.9% will not be here beyond this upcoming basketball season if he even makes it through this upcoming basketball season. But they're going to get – he's going to be that sensitive that the organization would – Well, would why run the risk, man, is the point. Like, why are you – I don't understand, like, why this is the, the hill you want to die on here. Like, oh, who cares? I don't, really, I don't really want to die on it. I just find it to be, like, completely ridiculous that, that somebody okay, has to be great. so worried about that. Okay, well, you got – John Ireland knows – what he's doing. I, I trust him in that situation to know what's best there. Not you. Well, listen, I don't work for the Lakers. He does work for the Lakers. He loves his job. He's yeah. great at his job, and he wants to keep his job. Correct. And if, and if there's one ounce of concern, yeah. I could lose my job for wearing right. the same outfit that yes. Russell Westbrook wore, then I understand why he wouldn't want to okay. do it. But I think it's ridiculous okay. that you have to be worried about it. Okay, fair. But it is what it is. But what I would tell you is what I think is even more ridiculous is yeah, this notion that he came out with that said that the Lakers are keeping up because he asked Mason or Tra and Travis and Sliwa, like, what do you think of the Darvin Ham stuff? Like, how have you, you know, have you seen some of the reaction to it? And whether it was Dylan Hernandez in the L.A. Times or Bill Oram or blah, 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 whatever, you know, um, they're like, yeah, it's been mostly negative, particularly about the Westbrook stuff. And, you know, Dave McMiniman was on with us yesterday, and he was kind of, like, skeptical about it, too. Like, hey, wait a second. You're telling us that the guy who's never been on an all-defensive team all of a sudden who likes to shoot the ball a lot is going to sacrifice and, and not shoot the ball a lot and all of a sudden be, like, your defensive stopper? This, this, I mean, that's kind of hard to believe. Like, I, you know, of all the things he said, that's the one you're kind of like, hmm, I don't know if that's going to happen. And 
you know, I, I, so I guess everyone's going to be on that list because everyone, for the most part, agrees that that is a tough sell um, to make. Now, maybe Darvin Ham is a athlete whisperer because he was an athlete and he can make that happen and that transition happen for Russ. Look, you know, we talked about this a lot last year where Carmelo Anthony um, understood when he got to Portland after a couple of iterations in Houston and Oklahoma City that, yeah, maybe I'm not the same player anymore. Maybe this is the role I got to play. Now, I don't know if Russ is Carmelo Anthony in that regard, uh, but maybe Darvin Ham, because of his relationship with him, perhaps can bring that out of him. And if he does, then God bless you. It's an even better hire than I said originally. Right, but wait a second. Are you saying that the that Ireland's point is that within the Laker organization, they're keeping a list of people who are doubting them? And Probably not literal, but my guess is that they are aware of who is doubting them or not. And then they're going to hold that against whomever doubted them if they prove them. Well, I don't know if they're going to hold them against them because that would be kind of, I, I mean, that seems absurd. But, like, I, I, the reality is you're the Los Angeles Lakers. You are the crown jewel of the NBA. Um, for all the talk that we had about Boston, which is I thought was a funny bit, um, you know, you can sit here and talk about, and I'll use a, a line that my guy J.J. Reddick used, Boston won most of their championships when uh, Bob Cousy was playing against plumbers and firemen, okay? So, um, you know, I'm not sitting here and, and, and looking at those two franchises and thinking the exact same thing. And before a Boston fan comes back at me and says they won a handful of them in Minneapolis, sure, a handful, not the, not the majority of the 17 championships. So, By the way, Bob Cousy was really, really offended by J.J. Reddick's point about playing against plumbers and whoever else. He went off and went, Fireman. yeah, uh, guys, look at the, the roster of guys here that I played against and I won championships against. Look at the Hall of Famers. Anybody know any of these guys as firemen or I mean, plumbers? They were, I, I get it, but they were only eight teams in the league. Like, I understand you know what, what you're mean? saying. Like, I, I got it. But, it's but, ridiculous. Well, so anyway, um, but my thing is if you're the Lakers, like really? You're worried? You, you should be worried about making sure you're not 33 and 49 again. Yeah, like that should, to me is what your main concern should be. Making sure you you got I think you got this higher right now allowing the coach to do what he needs to do supplementing the roster with what he needs and worrying about that and worrying about getting back in the playoffs as opposed to worrying about what Bill Orem is saying or I'm saying or not that I've said anything because I actually have taken Very the approach negative. of I want I want to see it before I make an assessment right mm-hmm. uh, because I already made that mistake last year where I'm like oh they're going to be fine this is going to be like the big three in Miami that's what I was the bill of goods I was sold. Um, you know, and, and then eight games in, I had to go full reverse and be like, no, this is a complete disaster. Ooh. This isn't going to work. So I, I'm not list. making that mistake again. You may be on the list then. Maybe you're on the list. Probably, but it wouldn't be the first time. So let me cares? just tell you something though. Like LeBron last year, when he told everybody, keep that same energy, you know, right. we're too old, you know, we're, we're too this, we're too that. Keep that same energy. That came back to bite him late in the season. If I were the Lakers, I wouldn't be writing a list of who are the people that are doubting us because they may be proven right. The doubters. And if they're proven wrong, right? That's why doubters, I asked John that. I said, "Well, what if Bill Orem is right in yeah. you know April?" Right. Then so, what? If, so, so if if the doubters are proven wrong, then good. You stuck it to the doubters. But to keep a list, that come on, who's really doing that? I Whose don't know if they're actually keeping a list, but is I just thought Linda the analogy. Rambis's job, come on. Whose job? Even is that? even the usage of the analogy seems silly to me. Is Kurt Rambis keeping a list? Which of the Rambuses is keeping the list? Come on. I don't know, but I know that Bill Parker has tweeted and says, "I underestimated you, Sedano. Didn't expect the new edition knowledge drop. Come on, man. Very impressive." Very. Especially with a big headache, too. Yeah, really bad headache. i got to be honest with you. Um, hey, look, coming up next, 
The big story of the day uh, is in baseball, where Joe Madden got let go like a couple hours before our show. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, yeah. You know who sings this? Nope. But if you give me a hint, I might get okay, to it. Okay, she dated um, Nick Young. Swaggy P? She dated Nick Young. Okay, no, I still don't have it. Okay, forget it. If you're not getting that, you're not getting it. Yeah. Iggy Azalea? Oh, I would never have gotten that. Yeah. If you would have said, like, it sounds like Ziggy Azalea, I might have gotten it. <laughs> but but dated dated Swaggy P ain't doing it for me. Mm. That kept was a big story P's, in uh, sports. Deal. You don't remember that? Nope. When uh, D'Angelo Russell allegedly said that, you know, he was the one that kind of uh, spilled the beans that uh, that Nick Young had uh, had some improprieties against his uh, fiance or girlfriend or wife or whatever she was at the time. I don't remember exactly at the moment, so I don't mean to be dismissive, but um, that was a huge story back then. Yeah, back then. I mean, I'm trying to remember what year that might have been. Uh, well, it was when both were here, so it was probably like 16 or 17. That yeah, I have no recollection of it whatsoever, none, zero. I must have must have intentionally put that out of my brain. Like, you know how like a brain is kind of like a computer, and there's really only so much amount of storage inside of the computer? I think I had a maximum amount of storage, and they're like, you're going to have to start deleting some photos or videos. I'm like, this whole Swaggy P, Ziggy Azalea thing, that's Iggy. something I don't need in my brain anymore. So I took it out, and I, moved, and I put it in the trash, George. So yeah. I didn't remember it, yeah. Mm. computer analogy like a brain yeah it, uh, it's one of these things to me that um you know i remember vividly like it was a real conversation because i feel like it was one of those things where we talked a lot about can you trust d'angelo russell like separating the nick young cheated on his girlfriend wife whatever she was at the time um separating that for a moment right which was clearly nick young in the wrong there right but I don't like to get in other people's business. So that's kind of the, the position I like to take. But in this particular case, would you have trusted a guy who said that, you know, like who, who kind of put your business out there mm. in the locker room? And I feel like that was a conversation that lasted a long, 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 long time. Hmm. Must have had other uh, things but, going but, on. And, that's, and you love gossip, so I'm surprised you weren't into I do. That. No, no, I do love that. I do love gossip. But remember, I was more of an NBA outsider back then, whereas now I'm, I'm moving towards the insider position. I'm still on the outside. Still yeah. on the outside looking in, yeah. but closer to it now. Yeah, I was like 16, I want to say. Yeah, I was tied so, up in other stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, you know, Chargers, hating on them. You know? Well, no, no, not just hating on them, but you got to remember, I mean, I was involved, the whole moving, the Rams were moving to L.A., the Chargers and the Raiders were trying to build a stadium together in Carson. Yeah. Uh, there were owners' meetings going on. Who was going to get to the L.A. market first? I mean, yeah, I was much more involved in the NFL drama than I was in the NBA locker room drama. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Speaking okay. of uh, drama, the Angels with some mm -hmm. drama today. Yeah. And Joe Madden said he was surprised that they, uh, a lot, that he was uh, let go today. Were you surprised that he was let go? Shocked. I mean, really? absolutely, 100% from the very first second that I got an alert on my phone, the Angels fired Joe Madden. I went, you got to be kidding me. Really? By the wow. way, can I, can I interrupt you for a second? Yeah. I love... Okay. And I, maybe Lindsay and Laura can laugh about this too. But I love that Joe Madden gets fired. And like five or ten minutes later, you put in our text chat, Joe Madden fired. I do. Right, I love we, that. Because we, we share story ideas and things we no, plan I know. on talking I know. about. I know. I know. But I love that you did that. Like you, like you were Jeff Passan right there. It was right. great. Big time. Yeah. No, no, Buster Olney. 
Dude, yeah. I was I was Ken Rosenthal. Yeah, you were you Ken know, Rosenthal. I was, I was breaking. Didn't news you get at that, that sense, Linz and and Laura when Linz like when he um when he put that in there it was like wow I'm breaking this. I was gonna right say now. I feel like any time like Cap can feel like you know you want to share you want us to be you want to be the one that is the first to share the news with us. Yeah, yeah I like I really, that. I really thank you. I really felt like my intention yeah. just so everybody knows where my my heart was. Yeah, my intention was to say hey Joe Madden got fired. And without saying the rest of it, what I'm saying is this is a story that I anticipate we'll want to talk about later today. Right. Yeah. Yes, I would agree. However, I feel like that one is probably overtly obvious. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, but there was no communication going on in our group chat. So that's just a little. little no, I have no problem with it. I yeah. think, but I did, I did love that you tried that you were like you were like, hey, Joe Madden fired. Hey, Boom. Joe Madden fired. This is a big story. It's a big yeah. deal. So when you asked me the question, was I shocked? I got to be honest, George. I was at the very beginning, and here's why. I felt like the Angels, when they went out and hired Joe Madden, mm-hmm. they hired a very hot commodity. They hired not only a guy who just recently won a World Series, but also was kind of a celebrated personality in baseball. And I just thought that the Angels, who, by the way, sat for many, many terrible years after Mike Sosha won a World Series going way back to the early 2000s, yeah. They let Mike just kind of linger. So the, I, I did not see this firing coming. But when you dig a little bit, forget the 12-game losing streak for a moment. When you dig and you go, okay, general manager was hired thereafter. This was the pick of the owner. Yes, there's this losing streak going on. By the way, he's also in the third year of a three-year contract, so he doesn't have anything going forward. When you start to put those pieces of the puzzle together, then you go from, wow, I'm really shocked to, you know, I'm not really all that surprised, quite frankly. How about yeah, you? I'm not surprised. I mean, you lose 12 in a row. <laughs> Chances are you're going to lose yeah, uh, but your George, job. Because here's the thing. Yeah. Managers, for the most part, okay, in baseball, and I learned this a long time ago. I used to do a segment with Peter Gammons. For those that don't know, you know who he is. But uh, Peter Gammons, like – I. Would you say he was like the baseball insider slash historian for many, was, many years? He was the first guy. Listen, when you talk about like older dudes on TV, I compare a Peter Gammons to a guy who I used to love growing up named Bino Cook. He was the college football historian on ESPN. Peter Gammons yeah. was the same thing for baseball. The way I look right. at it. Right, and, and, and Tim Kirkjian has taken that role basically since. But um, the Peter Gammons basically told me once, he's like, Managers, are, really, if you do the math, managers are only worth five wins one way or the other. Five wins or five losses, depending on how good or bad they are. So in a 162-game season, they're fairly in- inconsequential, which is why we've seen this trajectory of the organizations running, the, for the most part, uh, outside of in-game stuff. Um, for the most part, organizations are, are running it, and they hire managers that are going to be in line with their organizational philosophy, and it's why managers make a lot less than they used to back in the day. So I, I, I am not surprised by this because, A, you lose 12 games. B, most people who run teams now believe the same thing, that managers are, for the most part, very replaceable. Yeah, but the thing is, is Madden was enough of a name and had enough of a resume and, by the way, had enough cred within the Angel organization because he'd worked for the Angels in the past to and was hired directly by Artie Moreno, the owner. So to have a, a younger general manager say to the owner, look, you know, we've lost 12 straight games. He's not under contract beyond this year. 
I think we should, you know, change direction right now. But you see, the thing, George, that's kind of sh- surprising to me is a Joe Madden, if you look at his resume, you'll find places where there have been losing streaks and his teams have battled back. What you're getting now is a first-time manager in Phil Nevin who is completely unproven. Now, he's grinded to get to where he is. Very Darvin Ham-like, believe it or not, to grind to get to where he is. But we don't know if Phil Nevin can manage yet. He's done it in the minor league level. So you're I'm handing off your fine. team, you're, but you're yeah. handing off your team to a first-time manager. That's all I'm saying. I mean, you're going to have to do that at some point anyway. Well, you don't have to hand off your team to a, a person who's making their, their debut as a major, major league I manager. Mean, you don't, but eventually you're going to hire someone who's never done the job. My guess is at some point in your franchise's history that's going to happen. By the way, I know Phil Nevin very, very, very well. Yeah. Known him for 20 years. I'm super stoked for him. I mean, this is a phenomenal opportunity for Phil Nevin. And he's kind of an old-school, tough guy, baseball guy. So I wonder what his philosophy is, analytically speaking. Or if he's, I'm going to guess Phil Nevin is more of an old-school field baseball guy and less of an analytics guy. I mean, he's been through the Yankees organization, and they're fairly analytics-driven. So I would be surprised if that's the case. Yeah, but where he comes from in baseball. Right, but Cap, that was a long time ago. You no, know? I, realize like that. I realize that. I mean, that. I know you don't evolve all the time. Well, I mean, geez. you say that, but I mean, I, I feel like I have done a lot of evolution, as a matter of fact. Like what? What do you mean, like what? Give me an example, like and I'll what? tell you how I've evolved. I don't know. You tell me if you've evolved so much, well, you, Mr. Evolution. The, the, the burden of proof is on the person who says that I'm not an evolver. Okay. How have you evolved? I can't believe you just went to that burden of proof argument. Right. I mean, it's, not, it's, it's a court case <laughs> and by the way, all of a sudden. Is, is evolver a word? I don't know if it is or it isn't. Yes. All right, Mr. Evolution. How have you evolved in regards to your belief in uh, analytics? I still don't believe in them that much. I still there you go. Kind of, I'm with Joe Madden. I'm with yeah, Bruce the rest. The rest I'm of with, the baseball world has Phil moved Nevin. on. There's been multiple teams that have won World Series, basically. Every team, basically, in some way, shape, or form in the last 20 years has been an analytics-driven team. But you still don't believe in them. Well, no, no. It's not that I don't believe in them. It's that just I manage on gut. That's all. Okay. Yeah. Well, we know how that gets you. I don't know, man. I think my gut's gotten... I got good gut health, by the way, too. A lot of... Yeah. Take a lot, a lot of, regu- of probiotics. A lot of regularity, if you will. Yeah. A lot of probiotics. Yes, and and a lot of um, movement. Yeah, you do TMI a line, cap. or do you do the do you do the generic probiotics? No, I don't do probiotics per se. Really? No, I don't take any. Oh, then probiotics. you don't really have good gut health. No, no, I have great gut health. Mm. I told you, I've used a product better. called Athletic Greens. Oh, that's true. That's every stuff will day. Get you going, dude. It yeah. just. Boom. But that probably has probiotics in it. it probably like does, it. but I don't take something intentionally. That's just like, hey, this is my probiotic that I take every day. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, coming up next, Sean McVay went on the I Am Athlete podcast and told the story about what I broke yesterday about him and Odell Beckham Jr. Let's get into that coming up next. 